listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. And I'm Andrew Work, and we're back on Money Talk. And in today's Your Money, Carolyn Wright gets the lowdown on what's happening around the government's plans for promoting the city's Web3 and fintech development. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. We've heard plenty recently about the Hong Kong government's commitment to developing Web3 technology, as well as retaining the city's position as a financial hub. And at the heart of both the technology and the financial world is the fintech sector. So let's take a dive into where things are at with those plans. I'm joined now by King Lung, who is the head of fintech at Invest HK. Thank you for joining me, King. It's a great pleasure. So thanks for having me. Let's take a look at what the government has been keen to promote. They've been keen that Hong Kong is a hub for Web3, also keen on attracting new talent. But can you tell us what role Invest HK is playing in those plans? Well, naturally, when we look at Invest Hong Kong, the primary image on people's mind is that we are the government departments responsible for attracting overseas, including mainland China, companies to set up in Hong Kong. And as a result, you know, creating more jobs, and in attracting more investment in Hong Kong. So this is what most people know of Invest Hong Kong. Now, but at the same time, what's the role for us in promoting Web3? This is a new area that a lot of people are very intrigued, and there's a lot of room for a lot of people in the business sector and the consumer sector to learn about it. So we need a platform, a, a vehicle to do this. And one of the things that we do is to organize the annual Hong Kong FinTech Week, which is a massive central events hosted uh, by, in fact, our policy bureau, the financial services and the treasury bureau, together with Invest Hong Kong. Essentially, this is the place for a lot of the fintech and web-free digital asset people to come together to exchange the latest and greatest in terms of what's happening in this sector. Let's talk a little bit about the other aspects of what you do, which is, is uh, offering advice. And so what sort of businesses are approaching you for advice most frequently at the moment? And has that changed since before the pandemic? The short answer is this is a very exciting time uh, for Hong Kong. Now, uh, 2023, because of the policy announcement made uh, by the senior officials and governments about uh, how welcoming we are to the whole digital assets and web free industry. So literally, the companies from around the world are now flocking to Hong Kong. So what's the kind of advice we're providing to these folks? Now, naturally, uh, when somebody who are not familiar with a new market like Hong Kong, then they need all the help they can, right? It can be from the getting the better understanding of the regulation or getting a better understanding about who are the clients, uh, what are the preferences in terms of investments, for example, the target is the high net worth. Well, then how do the high net worth people behave in terms of their preferences or investments? Or it can be if they are talking about setting up in Hong Kong, so where are the places they should consider or having their offices? So you see the government funded places like the Sabah Port, the Hong Kong Science Park, or they would just rent some place, co-working space with WeWork in downtown. So I think there are a lot of things, or, or even talents. So where, do, where can they find talents? So if they want to hire some blockchain programmers, so who, do, who should they talk to? Should they talk to a party you, which is uh, just recently ranked by Condesk as the number one ranked blockchain university in the world? They have all these resources that it's just hard to imagine uh, folks from overseas would know all this information, even though most of them are in the public domain. 
but that I mean it's much easier for us in Hong Kong to offer them this advice to point them to the right resources, the right people. What would you say the advantages are? I mean, I think you've listed a few there, but what advantages does Hong Kong offer to businesses that are just starting up? So naturally, fintech is a very interesting domain because, as the name alludes to, it covers both fin finance and technology. So the natural advantage that we have in Hong Kong is that being the international financial center. Now we have a lot of financial institutions. Actually, we have added up all the the banks, the insurance companies, you know, the securities firms, the brokerages, and so on. Interestingly, we have like three, four thousand financial institutions in Hong Kong, in the city. So therefore, if you are a fintech company、uh, trying to sell some software solutions to a bank, right, to a FI financial institution, where would you go? Well, you go to a place like Hong Kong with so many financial institutions. Now, at the same time, Hong Kong is known for fundraising. So、uh, when we look at、uh, the Hong Kong Exchange, of which we are very proud of, them, in the past what 12 years, the Hong Kong Exchange has、uh, the most IPO. I mean, has raised the most money through IPO in seven of the past 12 years. That's amazing. So therefore, for companies that are looking for、uh, commercial clients in the financial services sector, they're looking for fundraising. So these are just very good reasons for them to come to Hong Kong. And naturally, specifically on the whole digital asset、uh, realm, because of the very favorable and friendly policy and regulation announced at the FinTech Week last year in October and October, so a lot of、uh, companies from around the world are really coming to Hong Kong to understand the, the, the regulation, in which they found quite quite frankly、uh, quite, quite friendly from our recent encounters. How important do you think the idea of creating a community of like-minded businesses is to Hong Kong's future as a fintech hub? I feel like community is a big vibe within Web three already. So yeah, how important is that? Well, this is like absolutely critical. It's not just important; it's critical. The reason being, of course, I think because I before I joined the government, I was a founder of several startups myself. So I know firsthand how challenging it can be to fight a battle, so to speak, as an entrepreneur. You need all the help you can get. So therefore, if you are trying to raise money, of course, every single person's personal network is limited. So it's helpful to have some friends who have been there, done that, and who can make referrals about some investors investing in a certain domain. So you don't have to randomly find investors. Now and then, the, of course, when it comes to building a team as a startup founder, you have to hire people. As startups, most of the time they don't have like deep pockets, so in many ways they are not able to offer very high,、uh, high competitive wages compared with the large corporations. But that's okay, because most of the time for people who choose to work for startups, they're looking for the upside. But but yet, how would the talents out there know or be competent? That he or she should consider this startup. So then, typically, the much more effective way to do recruitment is through referrals. At the same time, as opposed to finding like headhunter, which costs money, right? For a startup founder, that's also challenging.、Uh, so that's why I mean, almost almost every step of the way, by having people have been been there, done that, and the right connections, and being able to help each other is absolutely critical. Let's take a, a look at some of the most exciting things you're seeing happening in the fintech space here in Hong Kong right now. What's really exciting you at the moment? 
the whole like digital assets and web three space is very exciting. Particularly, I think for the, those uh, folks who have participated in the uh, web three events in March and in April, uh, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, but for those who haven't, let me just describe to you what happened. Now, essentially, the, because of the friendly policy by the Hong governments and a lot of other supportive measures, a lot of interests uh, have materialized in the form of uh, incoming traffic of people attending various events. The one that has attracted a lot of attention is the event at the Hong Kong Convention Center called the Web3 Festival. And uh, based on the official numbers from the organizer, for that conference alone, they attracted uh, 10,000 people. Now, these are not like, like normal consumers trying to buy a book or, or like food fair at the Hong Kong Convention Center. These are professionals. Most of them flying in from around the world. So it's a 10,000 is enormous. So as we look at all these numbers, actually many of these are you know, business founders. They're, these are the CTOs of some of the most innovative you know, Web3 digital asset firms. This can be like centralized exchanges. They can be kind of people trying to promote the new next generation NFTs, in which a lot of home people are quite enthusiastic about NFTs. It's just a very exciting time to see so much innovation happening in Hong Kong at the same time. It sounds like the outlook for development in the space here is pretty healthy in your mind. Oh, absolutely. Because I think in a way that we also have to look at the national strategy. Because of course, not all residents in Hong Kong would spend time to look at the 14th five-year plan in the national policy-making session from Beijing. But for those who do, certain things should not be a surprise such as Hong Kong being positioned as the international financial center in China. Now, but then for some people, they may find it a bit intriguing to see that Hong Kong is also positioned as the international art and cultural center in China. The implication for that is we're also attracting a lot of capital when it comes to investing in arts. For those of you who are not following this uh, art scene, actually, when it comes to art auction, Hong Kong has already surpassed London in the year 2020. So now being the number two largest market on the planet, just behind New York. So in a way, the point I'm trying to make is now it's not just about finance. It's not just about capital. It's how are we going to marry the capital with the other more creative aspects of the society in which we are able to offer more opportunities for particularly the, the younger generation to now be able to have a career in arts, but somehow connected into the sort of next generation that involves technology. Thank you for joining me, King Lung, the head of fintech at Invest HK, talking about some of the most exciting things that's happening in the city right now.